When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We got a love boat. Love boat. There you go. What's going on, Cabby? Mace, listen. Yeah. yeah. Not only did that guy get your pin code, which was out of control. Yep. But now that you have to change your pin code. Yeah. Let me just tell you. Not only are you going to have to change your pin code, but now you're going to have to remember the new pin code. That's right. So now this becomes that much more of a pain in the oh, ass. Oh, God, O's, what did you do to me? He didn't tell me he was going to do the pin code thing. I really wish I would have done the Nolan Ryan thing, let alone the <laughs> pin code thing. Right. The and, pin code thing is a pain in the ass. Right. Now, I'm wondering, this is where I would start, because this would be a major problem in my life. Yeah. I would start on my banking app and find out if there's a way to do it on my banking app. Good plan. Yeah, I there must you, be. I bet you you can. Good plan. Because rather than like, because my first inclination would be, I guess I got to go to the bank and meet with a banker and physically <laughs> meet like, with a banker. Yeah, yeah, I got to go deal with a human being and go somewhere. Man, what a headache. Do that it electronically. Awesome. God, that was awesome. That's so weird, isn't yeah. it? I, like, I still I've, have no idea how that guy's. No doing. clue. Absolutely no clue. Uh, he, there's no way he could have known any of that stuff. Yeah, but I love the way he broke it down. Like I think the number you gave him first was like Yeah, let's not repeat it. Let's not repeat seven. it. Yeah, 9337. Yeah, and then the way he broke it down how they were all odd numbers and how they were in line, you know, and which one must have been first, you know, uh, man, that was awesome. Yeah. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. What a headache though. Ugh, what a Ugh. pain in the ass, O's. So Cappy, are you regretting not going to the soccer game? Yeah. <laughs> right now I am, but I'll tell you how quickly this could all turn for me. All I want from Mace is, hey, thanks for not going and hooking me up with that ticket. What was weird was... Oh, thanks for not going and hooking me up with that ticket. Is yeah. you, you get well, it right away. Cap, now here's fine. what we're trying to, to piece back together. <laughs> so you originally had a ticket, and right. you told Mason, you know what, Mace, I'm not going to use mine. Uh, you can have it. And then Morales went crazy because he said, no, Cap, it, it's not yours to give away. So you had to take it back. Mm-hmm. And then Mason ends up getting that exact ticket anyway. Right, right. So who did Morales lose to in that fight? Who overruled Morales? Oh, oh, well, let's see here. So mm-hmm. um, you think that Morales, before he would accept Mason, thought to himself, who else could I get to go yes. other than Mason? I think he probably did. Yeah. And then ultimately, whoever he may have invited, give you know, let's say it didn't for example, work out, and it it came back around to Mace. I, I think, think I was like the last pick on the draft, and the uh, in last pick for the team. You got to figure that Morales would have first asked Sedano. George is yep. probably like, "Yo, I'm playing I'm in, baseball with my kid I'm in, in Oregon or something." I think, he, I think he had a game. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I can't. I'm, I got a game. I got a game. Probably next pick was probably going to be Keyshawn, don't you think? Unless it was vice versa, Keyshawn then Sedano. Oh, Key. I didn't even think of him. You're right. Yeah. So you got to invite Keyshawn. Give him right a first refusal. He's like Key's valet. Right. Um, so Keyshawn doesn't want to go, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Sonato's working yep. somewhere. 
I've already said that I'll meet them You're at the out. UFC game. Yeah. Ireland was out of town. Oh, no, you, but you couldn't do it because it was a day off between games, right, John? Right, yeah. I just had no time. Okay. Uh, maybe Travis and Sleen, did they not get an invite? or? or? Mm. Yeah, I don't think they were considered. I don't think they were considered. Okay. They weren't in the running. So you were in like the fourth or the fifth position. Fourth, Mace. fifth position, yeah. I was lucky. Now, Morales is a pain in the ass to go to a game with because he never shuts up and he's not paying attention to the game. I'm like, dude, there's a game going on here. We've gone to PKs and he's rambling about imaging BS. I'm like, come on, you're kidding. He is? Yeah. No way. Because when I saw him Saturday night at the USC game, all we talked about was what an incredible game it was for the LAFC and that finish and the goalkeeper and the broken leg and then Gareth Bale and then the shootout and, and the backup goalkeeper. I mean, all he talked about was how incredible the, the, the atmosphere was. I mean, he loved it. Yammer, 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 yammer. So he, was, he didn't talk to me about imaging. Yeah, talk to me. No, you went to the SC game. Right. And you met with Mike Bone. By the way, Mace, I think that has more to do with you. I think he probably just doesn't feel super comfortable having real conversations with you if he's only talking imaging. That is not accurate. Because he Um, never talks to me about imaging. Really? Nope. He's talking to me about imaging and how the station's going and so and so, this person's doing that and that person's doing this. He's keeping it corporate with you. Corporate Chris. Very very corporate. Very corporate. Uh, But it was an amazing game to be at. And, you know, I I don't know if you guys know or were watching earlier, but uh, John McCarthy, the goalie, uh, was here today, the MVP of the MLS Cup Final. It was an unbelievable game. Were you guys – I'm sure you watched it. Yeah, Yeah, I did see it. You saw it. You guys saw it. But this whole thing about McCarthy, how he becomes the MVP, and – you know, for sports fans that, that aren't following along closely, like myself, I had to look him up today. Sure. He's from Philadelphia. Yes. So, and, and that's the team he finds himself playing against, and he's only had like one start all year long, so he's played like no minutes at all. He's just, he's just the, the backup guy who's never going to get any playing time. And then to find yourself in this pressure-packed situation and guess right and make these incredible saves... And then become MVP. Maybe he's a mentalist. And Maybe he, knew where they were he gonna kick. is a mental. You probably good, have to Very be good. a bit of a mentalist to be a goalie. Yeah. You've got to guess which way to go. You've got to read the other guy and say, I think he's going this way. I think he's going that way. I think he's going high. I think he's going low. You kind of have to be like Oz Perlman uh, would be a great men- uh, a great goalie. Well, I mean, if he had the athletic ability and the hand-eye coordination. Correct. I mean, you know. Yeah, those things are necessary. Yeah. Plus, this guy was like six... How tall is he? 6'4", maybe? Something like that. John McCarthy was like 6'4", tall. Yeah, he's tall. I think he's 6'3", something like that. 6'3", yeah, tall guy. Really nice guy. God, I mean, he's like describing it and, you know, his his eyes are welling up. I mean, he's he's still in that moment. That moment is still going on. And I always think when, when you have a life highlight like that, and thankfully, you know, we've all had life highlights, I barely remember them after they happen. Like I, you you find at some point you're like doing it, but you feel completely out of body as you're doing it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I just had an. I, I, George, I'm going to try. Yeah. I, okay, I'm going to try to be a mentalist right now. Ireland, I just sent you a text. Am I right? Uh, let me look. Yes. Wow! Look at that. See, I'm a mentalist what too. What was it? It's O's. I knew where he where John exactly was staying. Exactly where I am. No, oh, yeah. well, yeah, I I don't think that's mentally. What do you mean? Why? There's a lot of places they don't, could be staying you, in Salt Lake. Don't they? All, don't you always stay at the same hotel, Ireland? Well, for the past several years, we've been here. Yeah, but but what's interesting, George, is when we come back to Utah, we won't be here. Oh, We're going really? To a different place. So this oh. is yeah, you. You. I love that I place think. you're at. 
Yes, very nice. Yeah. Uh, and, and and the rooms are gigantic. You could yeah. literally, uh, you could have 10 people stay in there. You could do, like, the whole studio can fit in one of those rooms, for God's sake. So that's why I am a mentalist, Mason. Don't, don't, don't shun me, all right? All right? I'm I, a mentalist. I, I shot, yeah, the, the, the bar is apparently getting very, very I knew where he was staying. You know I knew where the Lakers stay when oh, they go to Utah. Okay, I, I'll say this. Does it make you feel any better? I also agree with you. I would have stood there and listened to the guy give me the spiel about the politician. Yeah. See, I, I'm encouraged by the fact that some people still believe, right? Yeah. I mean, this kid is like, all in. He's telling me about uh, whatever. I'm just throwing out a name. Sam Ellinger, the quarterback from Indianapolis. Uh, he's talking about Sam Ellinger. This person's really good. I'm like, I already voted. I'm good. I'm good. I voted for Ellinger. I'm good. And, and then the guy keeps talking about Ellinger's policies and stuff. And then he says, could you call five friends and tell them? I'm like, Oy you know, part of it is like, I admire that this is what I that agree. guy is doing. I, I would have listened to him, and it probably felt longer because you were stoned. Correct. It did. It felt like, it felt like forever. <laughs> can, I just get, can I just get caught up? Because I, I missed a little detail in here. I, I didn't hear this story earlier today. Where did you run into this person? Uh, this so person I get a door? knock on the door Saturday yeah. night. And I, nobody knocks on my door, and my right. dogs go crazy and all this stuff. And I'm I'm a little rock and stoned at this point. You know, I'm I'm low key faded. I'm low key. Well, I mean, you were celebrating hey, the LAFC bro. championship that you had just enjoyed. Exactly. And there's a guy out of my doorstep, and he says, uh, "Yeah, um, I I was calling. Uh, I'm knocking on doors uh, to remind you to vote for Sam Ellinger for whatever." council president or whatever it is uh and so he's you know he's not he's student council president that'd be interesting sure how did but you come up with sam ellinger i mean i don't know it's just a random, random names that you would have pulled the quarterback of the indianapolis colts huh yeah I, I i just think he was he didn't want to get he didn't remember the real person's I, name I don't or, give, real, or want to give it away or the, or the party or any of that i don't want to get yeah. into any of that stuff yeah, that's sam why Ellinger i picked sam so but, random but if somebody comes to your door cap mm-hmm. do you yep. listen to their whole pitch or do you say like ireland no thank you see ya no he's not listening Nope. You're right, George. I'm not. Cap, and, and something's burning. I got to go. Oh, really? No, he's, no that's, that's what, what he would say. That that's what he would have said to you. Yeah. Oh, in the meantime, I, I just fell hook, line, and sinker earlier today. You guys started to play the uh, the smoke alarm sound effect? Yeah. I'm literally Still. walking around my house, right? And I'm hearing the smoke alarm sound effect. Turns out that I've got my phone in my pocket. I'm listening on the app. So every time you guys play it on the air, I literally thought it was in my house somewhere. That's very like funny. a moron. That's I'm walking very around. Funny. <laughs> like a yeah. freaking moron. By the way, still going on. I mean, yeah. I still, I'm just kind of numb to it. battery's going to die point. eventually. Though. Eventually. Or those people will come home from wherever the hell they are. They've been gone a month. Nice, nice trip they're having. So, so I just want to say so, John, I've had in the last week. Not only has my mailbox been bombarded with all kinds of political messaging, right. um, and my phone doesn't stop buzzing with text messages with political messaging. Yeah. I've had two people knock on my door recently. Both times I've told them I've already voted, which is a lie. I have not voted. You yet. have not voted? Have not yet voted. Are you going to vote? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an in-person voter. Okay, that's yeah, nice. Still. Okay. So I are you really going to vote or is this going to be like when you said you were going to get uh, Powerball tickets and then you didn't actually get the Powerball tickets? George, I'm $60 into the Powerball, including my $20 in tonight's tickets. Okay. Wow. Yeah. 20 so, bucks. $20. I'm Big grabbing money. some after our show today since we're off early for the Lakers. So, so okay. this is what Juan said today. He said if we win the Powerball, we're going to give everybody some money. Okay. We're going to give away uh, like 500000 each to all of our relatives. Nice, but we're that's going. Nice. But we're going to say, that's it. You have to. We're not. You can't come back to the well. Right. If this you, is it. If One you blow this, gift. you're done. Here's the money. What do you think of that as a plan? 
More um, than generous. How many yeah. people? How many people are we talking about? Uh, probably uh, seven or eight people. Okay, so that's like $2 million, $3 million, $4 million. $4 yeah, million. It's, it's like if you've got $1.7 billion or whatever it is after taxes, one point nine, five hundred thousand. I guess it's, it's crazy to say, but that's just a drop in the bucket. Well, right. It's also, I mean, it's generous to be sure, but why not just even it up to a million and then you say to everybody, hey, here are you eight people, here's $8 million. Don't ever come back and ask for another thing. Go enjoy your life. But if you blow it, you blow it. I mean, why not just make it an even mill? That's not a bad idea. I can do it even. I mean, it's one point. Is it one point nine billion? Yes, right now. Yes, it'd probably be a little more by the end of the day. Now, Sedano, do you buy tickets? I do. Um, I bought like twenty bucks. You know, I figure, what the hell? I'd spend twenty bucks on anything else. Why not try to win one point nine billion with twenty bucks? Yeah, I always throw twenty bucks at it. Yeah, I mean this this much money. And what's funny is I'll, I'll do it for one point nine billion, but when it goes back to one hundred million, I'll say. Yeah. Eh, or or when it goes, yeah, I mean, let alone if it's like forty million. For forty guys, million, you know? I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want. Nah, to win I'm not million. even going to go to the gas station. I don't want to waste my time winning forty million dollars. I mean, my God, once I win forty million, then I've I've already blown it, so I'll never win again. And what is forty million? Come on, please. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That is the most <laughs> Ireland's annoying laugh thing. after is always the best part. I it's the like. most annoying thing. It's like I get yeah, it at home, now I get old. it at work. Yeah. Yep. Mm. That's tough, man. Yeah. Mason, do you know the lifetime I'm looking it up here, the lifetime gift tax exemption is twelve million dollars anyway. So I mean you Oh, really? So you could do it and they won't have to pay any taxes on it? Yeah, if it's like a one-time life, if you can guarantee you'll never give them another dime again. Oh, basically. this is all for tax planning purposes, Mason. No, it's, it's tax right. planning, exactly. Right. It's, it's, not, it's not just generosity. It's a deduction. It's, right, the reason you can't give any more is it's a tax issue. And yes. And you'll have a big IRS mess on your hands. So here, it's a million You can lost. give up to 16000 a year. Um, it says here, without incurring a taxable gift, 32000 for spouses. Um, let me see. There is, and then the lifetime one, yeah, twelve point zero six million. Yeah, give away. So you're good, million. Mace. Yeah, one that's a good plan to, to your top twelve people. Can I, can I go back to the mentalist for just a second? Sure. Oh, so, by the way, can I inject one one last thing? Yeah, Bergman is right. It's only logical to have the uh, the toilet paper over the top. Thank you. I've Thank never, you, George. It's uh, idiotic. So I, what? I, I honestly cannot tell you if my toilet paper in my house, I have four bathrooms, if it's over the top or not. Oh, it's something I... I couldn't either, but I would tell you that the logic says it should be over the top. As opposed to coming out from underneath? From the bottom. Oh, yeah. I like the bottom. I, I like the bottom also. Mm. Put that you're, in a loop. You're bad people. Really? Yes, that's ridiculous. So here's the yes, here's the mentalist. Please, grab that. <laughs> here's the mentalist thing. So <laughs> earlier today we did have a conversation, and this is how he arrived at my pin code. Mm -hmm. He said, "Oh, pick somebody in your life, and uh, tell me what year they were born." I put this in a calculator. So I put it in. It was 1946. That was my mom. Then he said, put your pin code in, and I put it in. I don't want to repeat it. Then he said, take the last four digits of a childhood phone number, and I did that. And it added up to 9337, and somehow he was able to come up with the pin number out of that. Insane. That's just stupid. That's stupid. That's awesome. But I like, John, I liked your question. Is this a magic trick that you can teach us, or is this something that you have, like, this special qualification for? And he's like, yeah, I can teach it to you if you got, like, 30 years to learn. Yeah, it's super weird. Yeah, he's just I, reading people. I still don't know how he came up with Nolan Ryan. I mean, ba guys, basically he said, go to Wikipedia and pick one athlete ever, living or dead. And he doesn't know me. No, I know. I heard that. That's the one that was more... I mean, both of them were fairly surprising. I got to be honest with you. So there's that. I hey, like I did see... Me. 
Before know. I let you go, I just saw this pop up on my timeline, mm-hmm. and normally I don't like to give. Uh, he's usually on my no oxygen list, but uh, apparently it's all over the internet today. Skip Bayless believes that after twenty years he'd make a good NFL GM. Do you actually know somebody that you think would in the media that would be a good general manager in any sport? I always thought, Cappy, you would know better than me, but I always thought your college teammate Lewis Riddick could do it. Could he? Um, could and uh, you know he's been like a director of player personnel for the mm-hmm. Eagles and the uh, then Washington Commanders. Um, yeah, he could do it. I mean, I, isn't it weird though? To I, George, I know where you're headed, which is that you know, Jeff Saturday would be ripped from TV so to become weird. a head coach. It's yeah. all, it's an interim job. Um, Work but- for Steve Kerr. Yeah, yeah, but you guys realize that on that staff, on that coaching staff in Indianapolis, there's John Fox, mm-hmm. there's yeah, Gus but I mean, Bradley. I mean, so there's guys. some stability there, and Saturday will kind of steer the ship. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that He's there are former head. NFL you should have gone coaches. with the you should have gone with a retread, is what you're saying, as opposed to no, no, no. I'm saying in the middle no, of the no, season, you might as well do this. No, I'm, yeah. s- I'm saying that on their yeah. staff, they have guys that are former NFL head coaches, and what they've done is they've gone outside of their coaching staff. Yeah. To find someone who's never not only been a coach, Nick had not even been an assistant coach, and wasn't even working with the team every day, which I right. don't get me wrong, I think it's actually quite ballsy and I'm yeah. super curious how it's gonna turn out. Yeah, I mean I, I don't look, I, I mean, first of all, I think John mentioned it earlier, Ursay is kind of a wild card of wild mm-hmm. cards. That's like being kind. But um I just think that because he's got all that experience, it's actually a good thing for him to have all that experience on his staff, even if he's just going to be the interim guy. And I just don't think any of those guys, like John Fox and Gus Bradley, I mean, if I'm the Colts fan base, I'm like Gus John. I mean, Gus Bradley, Gus Johnson, uh, Gus Bradley and um, John Fox. I'm not really like uberly excited at no. least this to your point is ballsy and like you're like okay let's kind of see what the hell happens it's just kind of a weird thing because we've never seen it happen like this mid-season where you know one thing if they hired him at the end of the season they're like hey we're going out on a limb we're going to hire jeff saturday it's another thing to do it like in the season like this yeah i mean john elway didn't have any experience doing anything and he started he just became the president of the organization well, same with john lynch I mean, look what he's done in yeah, San true, Francisco. True. There you go. All right. Hey, that's it for us. Uh, don't forget, we got Lakers basketball coming up for you. Lakers versus the Utah yeah, Jazz. Uh, and in the meantime, <laughs> your fair share of stupidity from our friends Shadano and Cappy and Lindsay and Laura. Stay tuned. We're back tomorrow at 1. Mason and Ireland, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Yeah, 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 come on. 
Can I just say something? I'm pretty fired up today. Yeah, why? Tell me. I'm just I, I'm either really angry at everybody's at all these teams or I'm really happy obviously for one team. Yeah. I'm I'm fired up today on a Monday. Fired Beautiful. up. Beautiful. We all okay. love emotional Sedano. Love it. Let me let me say something to my guy Sean McVay and he look, I love that guy. Okay? I have defended that man. Um I when 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 people thought he was just a young pup that uh you know, I remember Keyshawn saying they were going to win 6 games or 5 games as rookie. I'm like, "No, this dude's got it. He's for real." And they eventually won people killed him after the Super Bowl. I'm like, "Nope, he's still he's still a Jetty lots of the greatest coach ever." Now, Part of this is not his fault. This is also paying the piper with their situation, Cappy. But I am fired up because I feel like I don't think he was out of character yesterday because he generally is conservative in those situations like we saw yesterday. Mm. He's generally aggressive in his play calls like when things are rolling. But when push comes to shove, he gets kind of conservative when the games are on the line. So I know people are freaking out. And I get it, but I'm also, what I'm saying to him is, sometimes you got to be out of the box, man. Like, you got nothing to lose at this point, in my opinion. Your team's not very good. You know your team's not very good because you don't believe in your team. And you put your defense out there at a disadvantage when they've been out there for 6,000 hours. So as much as I love Sean McVay, I respectfully say, my man, you got that wrong big time yesterday. Good. Love to hear you say that. Glad you're fired up today. Got a lot of thoughts on everything you just said. I, too, George Sedano, am fired up today. How about the fact that this LAFC story uh, ends with the guy who was just in our studio about, what, a week or two ago, who hits the game-winning penalty kick? How how cool was that? Like, just a couple weeks ago, he's in studio. We don't know the guy. We're just kind of getting to know him. Hey, you're from Spain. You come over here to MLS. You Because really what you're wondering is, are you not good enough to play in Europe? But, you know, the guy comes in. He's as sweet as can be. They bring yeah. in the Falcon. I mean, all of this was in advance of the playoffs and this run. And then when I got to the Coliseum, which is about 6 p.m. Yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. George, By you the way, can I jump in real quick? Yeah. Can I jump in real quick? Yeah. yeah. I mean... Did you did you feel the need to have to like you know give them you know like do the backhanded compliment thing where you're like you know are you good enough to play in Europe thing like I mean, well that's just kind of the question I mean that's what people are thinking I mean there's no question I mean, about it I, I mean I don't know he played in Europe for a long time before coming to the MLS you know so well I mean I'm just I'm telling you I mean that's what people were thinking you know that is guy, what people the guy think just won us a championship and you're giving him a backhanded compliment well like, I'm telling you that's part of the story is it's so cool that he was in studio just a couple weeks ago and he has this game winning penalty kick and the storylines around the LAFC and how they won. Goalkeeper breaks his leg. International superstar comes off the bench. He hasn't played in all these weeks. I mean, it was really, truly an amazing thing. And so when you say you're fired up, I get where you're coming from. Because on one hand, you got the Lakers who, I mean, we'll get into the disaster. Oh, my God. The Rams, what you just said about Sean McVay, I'm glad you said it and feel that way because I do too. And then LAFC won the weekend. So I'm fired up too. I want to get that off like my chest. Him a backhanded compliment. I mean, you're doing that to Rachel too. I mean, no wonder she gets pissed off at you all the time. You know, I I did have. Hey, honey, um, you know, I think you did a great job. Uh, you know, uh, this weekend, uh, you know, we had a blast and this and that and the other. But you know, there's this one thing when I got on your Calendly about uh, you know you you kind of messed up a number here. You know, can we have done a little better job? You know, George, I think you're kind of hung up on the wrong thing here. I'm trying to make the point that it was so <laughs> cool. That that Ely was was in studio and we got to meet now, this guy and take pictures. You, you know, and I didn't know who he was. Why, 
Now you understand why your children don't like you to don't like the way you chew. No, no, they don't like the way I chew because my chewing they think is loud and disgusting. They right. also remember don't like the way I breathe. So you know if well, I can't breathe too. and I can't eat, I mean what, 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 these kids are so, going to run out of money. Elia's listening to the show right now going, what What the hell? I just won a championship. Why are you talking about my time in Europe? Why? Are, you know what? I also don't like that uh, the way you breathe like your kids. Here, take a listen. See? I get it. I get it. Laura, do you get it? I get it. Yeah. Lindsay, yeah. Do, do you get it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. See? We get it. We See? get your kids. Kaplan children, we're on your side. Elia's yeah. on our side too now. You're outside anyway. the circle on this one, Kebby. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the, uh, the what was it that you the had before? Oval of dist- the Oval of Distrust. <laughs> the Oval of Distrust. That's where you're back. That's you're exactly back in the right. Oval. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, anyway. Hey, hey listen, you, you, go, you go back to McVeigh, right? Let McVeigh, I mean, he, I feel so disappointed by him. Because here's the thing. I get it when your team is really good and you want to play a little conservative in those spots where, you know, it can kind of go either way. But my man, you're three and four. This team is not good. Well, you wait, there's more. But there's more, though. You're three and four. You're on the road, and, right, and if you give team, the ball back to yeah, that guy, listen, yeah. he may not have looked very good today, and his receivers may have dropped, dropped a bunch of balls, but hold on, dude. Why that give is that still, guy another chance? That's Tom freaking Brady over there. And, and so, look, yeah, he hasn't played particularly well. You know, he's going through a lot of personal turmoil off the field, blah, blah, blah. You're going to give him a chance to get on the field late in the game? Yeah. And by the way, uh, look, the defense played great until they broke. And we're not the only one that believe that. I mean, look, what did uh, what did Jalen Ramsey say? Didn't he? Oh, Do we dude. have that Jalen Ramsey sound? Yeah. Let me let me hear this Jalen Ramsey sound. Defense should not have went. Had to go back on the field. Gonna have some dogs who gonna go get it. Be like, like we shouldn't come to the sideline after a big stop like that. And and our coaches or the other side or whoever telling us, man, y'all, we gonna need y'all one more time. We gonna need y'all one more time. Like what the. F- we just we made a big stop, turnover on downs with with a minute and some change left, and, and no timeouts for for nobody. I have some dogs. It's like man, f- all that. We gonna we gonna end this game right now. Hey, he's Uh-oh. a thousand percent right. Uh oh, a thousand, not a hundred, a thousand percent right. No argument for me, but but who's he talking to? Who is Jalen Ramsey talking to? He's talking to Sean McVay. You're darn right he is. Yeah, he is. You're darn right he is. Yeah, and he he's right. Right as he may be, and as much as I loved what he had to say, you, know, you start airing your head coach out like that in the media, um, all I'm going to say is this. You think this season is bad right now at 3-5? and five? Watch this thing come completely off the rails oh, sure. when one of your star players is ripping your head coach to the media. Mm-hmm. And making no, he's not bashful about it in the slightest bit. Nope. And you know what? You what? say he's right. Yeah, he's right. There are times when coaches coach not to lose. Correct. And, and there are times when coaches go for the kill, go for the knockout punch. So what? It's the twelfth round. So yeah. what? We've, we're leading by by four rounds. I'm still going for the knockout because I can't take the chance that what if he gets lucky and knocks me out? That's what happened. Because you didn't go for the knockout. It's not even about trying to go for the knockout. It's just stay fight. Just keep fighting. You know what I mean? Like you, because going for the knockout, yes, you can leave yourself vulnerable. I'm not saying going for the knockout would be like throw the ball, you know, 30 yards down the field. No, just throw the ball and get a first down. I mean, just, I mean, mean, run it into the back of the line. Like, what are we doing here? Well, well, here's the thing. Now, now, if you really want to pick apart what McVay did yesterday. 
Okay? I mean, if you really want to get into the details, he knows his team's offensive line has been beat up all year. Right. He knows he doesn't have a running game. He's, I'm sure, capable, and if he's not, he's got assistant coaches that certainly are, that can do the math. How much time is left in the game? A minute 52. How many timeouts do they have? Two. When are they likely to use them? Probably after first or second down, second or third down, whatever it is. By the time we get to fourth down, because all we're trying to do is run the ball and hold the ball and and move the clock, by the Mm -hmm. time we get to fourth down and we punt the ball, they're going to get the ball back with about 40 seconds or so. Right. Nobody's doing the math? Nope. So you can't run, and nobody's doing the math as to when Brady might get the ball back. 44 seconds with no timeouts. So what? It's Tom Brady. Yeah. Would you give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes? I wouldn't give back to any quarterback. I wouldn't give back to Jimmy Garoppolo. So I'm sure that Sean today, for you know, for as much ridicule as people have for a Josh McDaniels or a Nathaniel Hackett, Sean McVay has a Super Bowl ring from a year ago. He blew it to yesterday. But he, but he, he is he, he, he is not above criticism. And that final offensive drive, not only was it ridiculous and terrible. But it's now going to create a whole bunch of problems inside that Rams locker room. Right. And here's the thing. Before the Captain Obviouses of the world come out and say, well, their offense stinks. You only put up that many points. We know that. But everyone already knows their offense stinks. My point is that was a winnable game yesterday and one decision. Okay. And maybe he doesn't get it. Maybe they still, maybe it, 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 the pass is incomplete, whatever. But I, at that point, just go down swinging. You know what I'm saying? Like, just just fight because if you just stand there you're going to get tagged and that's exactly what happened all right yep. coming up coming up next let's get from one disaster to the next disaster the lakers this this thing is a disaster of epic proportions at this point <laughs> i mean this thing there is no hiding it at this point and there really? is one person in particular that is going to draw my ire today oh god i uh, hope i know who it is i don't know for sure but i hope be a mentalist? i hope i hope i th- I wonder if you'll go after this guy today. Okay, we'll tell you who it is next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. And watching you. Yeah. Private every move. Private I, uh, uh, We're and watching you. Private eyes. Yeah, you got to hit that high note, you know? Watching you. See, Daryl Hall uh, can hit those high notes. You play with words, Cappy. It's true. That's what Elia just texted me. He did what he say. Said that, Cappy. I thought we were friends. I mean, we're acquaintances at best right now. We could become friends. Yeah, you love to become friends. I mean, like Chris Jericho and I are on the verge of becoming best friends in Oh, my January. God. Chris Jericho followed me on Twitter, retweeted all the stuff that people were saying about his appearance here last week. Dude. And, uh... And then retweeted the podcast link that I sent out yesterday. And by the way, if you're not subscribing to the Sedano and Cap podcast, you're just doing this wrong. Because honestly, you don't want to miss a second of the nonsense plus the sports. I mean, the sports, I get it. But just the nonsense within the sports is what makes this show unique and fun. So you got to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. 
on uh, you know Stitcher or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, just do it right now. Go to your phone. It's somewhere on your phone, and just subscribe to the damn thing already. Yeah, that, or you can just use the ESPN LA app because we put them all up there every night. And I'll tell you this right now, George, um, I've got a, a direct message box, a mailbox, if you will, filled from ESPN 710 listeners, all of whom are in like some form of t-shirt or promotional um you know manufacturing you know what i mean and they're like dude we want to make what was the phrase he used last week you know you're not you're crumb of a nacho you're You're the crumb of he he said you're an la hack radio hack you're not even a crumb of a nacho right crumb of a nacho and dude everybody wants to be the person to make the t-shirt that can be delivered to jericho in january when we go to see him perform at the Mm -hmm. kia forum so for everybody that has sent me messages saying I'm the guy, great, we'll do whatever. But everybody wants to make the T-shirt, George. That I can tell you. Everyone should make one, and then we should pick one. Like all those people that are messaging you about it. Uh huh. That's not a bad idea. A little T-shirt competition, huh? Yeah. There you go. Battle of the T-shirt manufacturers. There you have it. Mm-hmm. So, um, speaking of battles, so we have a lot of battles on this show about this Lakers team. Okay, and who's to blame? And and look, Russ in the in the bench role. Remember last year when I brought that up? How much like you were into it, but it felt like everybody was yelling at us like we were crazy. And I'm not sitting here trying to say I'm Skip Bayless who thinks I should be a general manager of a basketball team or something. But, you know, it just seemed logical to me at this stage of his career because of his skill set and or, you know, whatever. We'll just leave it at that. So he's flourishing now in this role. Uh, not only flourishing as a player, but the crowd is in love with Russell Westbrook right now. And Have you they're noticed gonna that? They're going to start chanting Brody soon. Dude, they're chanting MVP. Now, yeah. if I were there, of course, I would start the Brody chant, you know, yeah. maybe tonight. Yeah. But uh, I'm not there. Well, you, know? you would be in Utah tonight. Well, I know. I'm not going to be a weird Lake. place no, to start gonna, the, the Brody there, chant. Brody. Uh, definitely Brody. Actually, yeah, I mean, he's got some history there, too. You don't want, you don't want, uh, you don't want uh, that, that, that jazz crowd. Nice people to me when I've been there, but you know they can be tough. That's a tough crowd. All I'll just say is that the, the the Laker fans have gone crazy all of a sudden for Russell Westbrook. Of course, and, and I think he's the reason well. is well, but not just that. And he's one of their own, man. Like no, they wanted him to do well. No, but he's doing something that none of them thought he could ever do or Correct. would ever do, which is I'll be a team player. To see Russell Westbrook, like after he goes to the hoop and he's down on the ground and he's mm-hmm. shimmying and he's dancing and his shoulders are moving and he's got a big smile on his face, of course, that's all happening in the first half. Forget about the second half. That That's first half, Russ. Um, to see him happy like that, the fans are loving him because he's become what they needed him to be that nobody thought he actually would be. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you this right now. Yeah. You said you have you, somebody has irked you. You know somebody's yeah. Uh, yeah, raised yeah. your ire. I want to know yeah. who that is because yeah. Oh no, I just tell you right now. I'm not even okay. going to tease this stuff. But by the way, do I actually have a tease real quick? Mm-hmm. Uh, Seven Ten ESPN is the only station to give you a chance to win a million dollars. Not a national contest. When you hear the cue to call today, be caller number seven, and you'll win two tickets to Rams Cardinals this Sunday. I'll be calling that game on ESPN Radio uh, with Kirk Morrison, and a shot at a million bucks. So listen every day for your chance to win on Million Dollar Mondays, but it's going to happen today. Like, we're going to give you a chance to win those Ram tickets, and then you're going to have a chance to be one of those people that can pick uh, the Super Bowl teams and the score and potentially win a million bucks in cash. Not a national contest. Cappy will knock on your door 
like the guy who knocked on the door uh, for Mason today uh, trying to see if he'd vote for his candidate. Yeah, All that um, stuff will happen, except Cappy will have a million dollars. Yeah, hey, listen, somebody today, whoever gets the chance, have some guts today, all right? Pick the Don't Seahawks and the Jets. Don't be gutless, Kaplan. Right. Don't be pick, gutless. Pick the Seahawks and the Jets for the Super Bowl. I mean, have some guts. Don't 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 just don't pick, pick the, the Niners and the Bills. You know, have some courage. How about the Eagles and the Bills? I'm just saying, like, go out on a limb here, man. Okay. So, anywho. Uh oh. Uh oh. Four thirty-seven p.m. And we've got the Sedano sigh. Uh-oh. Anthony Davis. Ooh. Ah. Sir. Sir. I say this with the utmost respect. Oh, Because much like I did with Sean McVay. Because I think you are one of the most talented human beings in the world when it comes to the game of basketball. Mm -hmm. Okay? You are an extraterrestrial. Mm -hmm. When you landed here on this team via trade, I said immediately... Or actually, even before you landed here, I said, if the Lakers trade for Anthony Davis, there's going to be a parade down Figueroa. Now, technically, I was wrong because there was no actual parade down Figueroa. However, the championship part stood, okay? Now, Anthony Davis, I am pleading with you. I'm begging you, Anthony Mm -hmm. Davis, if you are listening. Which he does, by the way. You know he does because when I begged and pleaded for him to not shoot three-point shots, he hasn't shot one since. So go ahead. That's fair. I'm begging and pleading. Don't be one of these guys. Don't give the people, these the pundits, the ammunition to be like, ah, he got his championship. He's, he's, he's fine with it. He's one of the top 75 players. He's got all the accolades he needs now. He's good. He's fine. Don't be that guy. You're too talented to be that guy. And you're playing through pain, clearly. So I, I, I feel like you're not that guy. But this notion that you're shooting just two shots in the second half of a game, and you've shot, I believe, six in like a span of two or three in the fourth quarter, like, that can't happen. You've got to demand the ball at some point and say, hey, I'm here. And it's funny because I was watching this earlier today on NBA Today, today, mm. and our guy Matt Barnes had this to say. He said, when I was playing in the game early in my day, there'd be like, you know, when we were still playing through the post, he's like, some of these big guys, just to make it a point to the rest of their teammates, mm-hmm. they'd get a three-second violation. They'd just stand in the lane and just be like, hands up. Hey, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay, I'm not moving out until you get me the ball. Oh, three seconds? All right, well, now you guys got to learn the offense has to go through me. And maybe, Anthony Davis, maybe that's what you need to do. But you are you need to get out there and make sure that everyone understands you're the most talented player on this team in 2022. That is the reality of this situation. Because you're young enough to be the most talented player on this team. And... Just your physical attributes should say you're the best player on this team in 2022. It cannot be LeBron James at this stage. It cannot be Russell Westbrook. Not Maybe on a given night it can be, but not every single night. And we have yet to see a consistency out of you this season. Or honestly, since the championship. Now granted, some of that has to do with injury. So it's not all your fault. But honestly... You're, you're out there. You're trying to play through the pain. You've only missed the one game. I get it. I commend you for that. But go out there and dominate, man. Go out there and ask for the ball. Go do what you're supposed to do, which is be the best player on this team. Okay, you can go now, Captain. No, I want to know how you feel after that. That was a very, very good rant. How do you feel? I feel a little better. Yeah. Uh, it's heavy. You're walking around with that all day, aren't you? All day. Yeah, I know. I know. 
But it feels better to get it off your chest, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, you're right. Listen, it makes no sense at all that the Lakers, and this is two years in a row, by the way, you know, with a completely different roster and a new coach, it makes no sense how this team keeps taking leads into half and gets beat up in the third quarter. And, I, dude, do you realize that yesterday's third quarter was 29-16 to 16 in favor of Cleveland? Yes. I mean, 16 points in the third quarter. They scored 36-28 and 28 in the first two. What is it about this team in the third quarter in particular? Well, the common denominator in some ways is Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Because they're the two guys that were here last year. We're talking about you know, the same kinds of struggles, even though AD was hurt for a lot of the season last year. Why is he not being what you're suggesting he should be? There's probably really an answer for it. George, you want to know what it is? What is it? It's LeBron James. How so? It's, it's very hard to be the best player, the most dominant player, the give-me-the-damn-ball guy when LeBron James is on your team, I believe. No, listen, LeBron James traded for this guy so he could be the best player. He no, has no, literally he, gone, he has said it ultimately. He needs, like, he needs LeBron to literally say to him, and I'm not joking, like off the court. You don't think that's, he's actually said it in the media that he's got to be the best guy. He, he's, LeBron legitimately needs to say to Anthony Davis, here is the torch. I'm, I'm handing you the torch, okay? We got you here so that when I'm done, this is your team. Bro, it's your team now. I'm not joking. I'm being very serious. But, but like, he's already kind of done that, Kat. Well, kind of, but... No, not kind of. He's actually said the words like, we need AD to be AD. We need well, AD to be the guy. Like, he has said those words before. To be the guy or AD to be AD? I need AD to be the number one offensive option on this ball club. That's what LeBron James needs to say. Publicly, behind the scenes, he needs to say it and he needs to mean it. Because here's the thing. Here's but the thing he's about already LeBron. said it. Like, hold on, Lindsay. Am I crazy that he has not said that, no, that he's already said this? I'm, I'm sitting here back back here saying, like, yes, he has said that. He said that many ways, many ways, shapes, and forms. And even even so, Cappy, if he said the exact word that you want him to say, like, you really think that's going to make a difference? Well, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is that to me, LeBron is such an overwhelming pre- presence. So I mean, but even this is so. Like, he's gotten like, the message by now. I mean, I, I don't understand what more he needs to do, man. Like, have, look, this isn't about LeBron. This is about Anthony Davis just saying, yo, I'm going to go out there and dominate. This well, is why they traded for me. I'm 29 or 30 years old. The rest of these guys are in their late to mid-30s. Yeah. I got to be the guy that's the most obvious thing in the world. A blind person can see this. Hmm. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you, George. I don't know that Anthony Davis has the personality to do what you're talking about. Okay, well, that's a different conversation. Well, but, but again, literally, Anthony Davis told Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, "I'm so excited that I've got this." Was in the preseason, the, in the um, go ahead, I'm before listening. the season started. Go I'm ahead. so excited that I've got goosebumps just thinking about this year. Davis told Yahoo Sports this week, "I'm looking forward to a healthy year and doing what I know we can do." Davis said, "James, 37, has been in his ear about talking over, taking over the reins of the team, while the rest of the roster would follow his lead." Okay, great. Great. He's told him that. So what Fantastic. you want him to do, that has already happened. Okay, great. Well, then here's the thing. Then Anthony Davis, seriously, some guys have the personality for great leadership and other guys just have the body to, uh, to, to play really well, but not everybody has both the body and the talent and the, uh, the mentality. And, dude, 
it's hard to be the number one guy. It's hard to be the leader. And when you haven't had to have been the leader, because let's face it, he's had LeBron here all these years. Now we're asking him to do something that he's not done before. Well, this is what you're supposed to do. It's the it's the the rite of passage. Like, uh, you know, what uh, Rhaenyra told her son um, before. I don't know if I want to spoil it. It's been weeks, but come on, you know, just say it before something happened. She said, you know, we don't choose our destiny. Our destiny chooses us. So mm-hmm. your destiny, Anthony Davis, to be the number one guy. Although Laura doesn't seem to think that he can be the number one guy either. No, nope. I don't think so. I don't think he can be. What about you, Laura? Nope. And I think Lindsay agrees, right, Lindsay? If he was going to be that guy, he would have been that guy. Yup. All right, let's ask Sliwa if he can be that guy. Let's put Sliwa on the spot. I always like Sliwa on the spot. As a matter of fact, that's what we should call this segment every game day when he comes on. Sliwa on the spot. Get some uh, imaging going, Chris, for the next time. Let's do it. Sliwa on the spot. Next. Oh, great song. Yeah. Anyone around? I think we're alone now. Feeling of a heart is the only sound. Yeah, we're good. We're really good. Nice harmonization we have. Do you know that she sang this in a mall, the video? Do you remember? I think I do. Is she a redhead? She is. Yeah. Yeah, it was 1987, and I was a 17-year-old Cappy. It's a different wow. time, George. You different were all time. into Tiffany, I'm sure, back then. Big time. That, and, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Tiffany Her and Debbie, like Debbie, Debbie Gibson, Gibson, for sure. Yeah. thousand yeah. percent. You got it. Yeah. Cindy Lauper, the Bangles. All right, crank it up one more time, Laura. I know we got to talk to sleep, but go ahead. Running and we say, I think we're alone now. Doesn't seem to be anyone around. Go acapella. I think we're alone now. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. The feeling of a heart is the only sound. Nicely right. done. Very nicely done. Uh, Slee, uh, this is a new segment for you. We're going to call it, what do we call it? A second Ask ago? Slee, brand new segment, Ask Slee. Slee on no, the spot. No, no, it's not Ask Slee. Slee on the spot. That's oh. what we're going to call it. Slee oh. on the spot. Are you ready? Fantastic. Fantastic. Hi, Slee. All right. Slee on the spot. Anthony Davis. Let's go. Slee on the spot. Let's go. Anthony, that's it. That's Those are the only words I've got for him. Let's go, bro. Okay? You talked about being the guy in the preseason. We've talked about the transition of the torch now for two seasons. We got to see it. We can't have these games, two shots and a half, six shots over two or three games in the fourth quarter. It can't happen anymore. This team around those three guys is not good enough to sustain or withstand bad games from one of those three guys, but especially him because he's the youngest, and at at this stage in 2022, he's the most talented. Slee on the spot, go. Jeez, my gosh. I don't don't get it. I really don't get it, George. Everything you just said is 100% accurate, and the dude's 29 years old. He's taken three shots in the fourth quarter over the last three games. I I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I kind of sit here shell-shocked watching some of these games right now. And for Anthony Davis, just specifically AD, that whole idea and concept, you're going to become the franchise player. You know, anybody that complains about Braun right now, and he's not playing well, he's, his shooting percentage isn't all that good, it's supposed to be AD right now. AD's supposed to be the one that starts taking over, and it hasn't been the case. The Lakers are 2-7. and seven. They lose both games over the weekend by double digits, and – Anthony Davis, second half, you would think he's just a role player. He's the seventh, eighth best player on the team. I, I have I have no defense for him. I, I genuinely don't, and it's incredibly disappointing to watch. 
me ask you guys this because I know people were even kind of you know talking about it a little bit earlier. We've been talking about trading Russell Westbrook. That's been the solution to all of the Lakers' problems. Trade Russell Westbrook. Anybody here interested in trading Anthony Davis and seeing what you can get for him? Because what you guys are saying is is that he doesn't have the right attitude, he doesn't have the guts, he doesn't have the heart, whatever it is that you're saying about Anthony Davis in the second half and particularly in the fourth quarter. Have you seen enough? You you ready to maybe move on from AD? So I, I, I tell you, Cap, I'm less apt to... I don't think trading Russ is going to solve every problem because I think if that was the case, they would have already traded Russ. And if it, even if it meant those two picks, but they felt like, hey, we have what we need now to go compete for a championship. So obviously that hasn't been there yet. I'm a little less apt on Anthony Davis, and I'll tell you why. This is one of the only reasons why. I don't think with AD you have to rush anything. And I think Anthony Davis still is a good big man in the league, and I'd rather take my chances with AD than without him. Plus, you have him under contract for um, a couple of years, so it's like it's not like you're in a rush to have to do anything with AD. I'm just disappointed in his performance. That's it. I mean, that's the best way that I can put it. I, I really, I, I've tapered my expectations on Anthony Davis, and I even said it coming into this season. Um, he's going to have to kind of make people believe he's a top five player because nobody thinks that now, and nobody's really having that conversation. You know, not even close to that anymore. So. But I'm a little bit hesitant to say, hey, I'm done with AD. I just want the guy to not take three shots in three consecutive games in the fourth quarter. Take 30 shots and miss all 30 is better than not taking any shots. All right. So, I, I mean, to me, I, I'm actually – I am with – I'm not with Scott where I'm trading him, but I'm also not with you where I'm like, mm, I'm, I'm actually considering it. Like, I'm not saying it's a done deal, but I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm, look, I'm taking a hard look over the next few months – until the trade deadline and seeing what I've got here. But by the way, I just don't know how much time you have to waste here because this team is 2-7. and seven. This team is not going to get that much better, okay? Because, yes, you've had good games from Lonnie Walker and a Troy Brown here or there, but those guys are what they are. They're not going to give you those you know 20-something point nights every night. They're, they're role players for a reason. And so I, I think if you're the Lakers, you're going to have to figure out within – before Christmas, you're going to have to figure out what your plan is. Either you roll this thing out and just let, finish out the season this way and, and just let the money come off the books and see what you can pu- put together for 30-something million dollars next year, or you make a move in trying to figure out not only the present, but also the future. What there you go. Usually? There you go. That's it. George, but don't, don't, don't you think if, if you do that, and by the way, okay, if that's the position the Lakers take, hey, let's, let's shop Anthony Davis, let's move on. Aren't you, I mean, aren't you moving on? If you trade Anthony Davis, aren't you saying, okay, that window is closed? This whole moment of time, the LeBron James no, era, no, you, got, no, you got your championship no. out of it. No, no, okay, you don't. De- de- depends, depends on what you can get back. I don't know what the market is for Anthony Davis right now. Um, now, it, it, it's probably not anywhere near what you paid for him by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but you, I'm, I'm, I feel like you could get pretty damn good players for him at this stage and maybe even some draft capital that you don't have. But Slee, I hear what you're going and what you're what you're saying about is would this be the indication of this is the end of the LeBron era? Because I think what what we're learning is is that I know for me, I look at LeBron as superhuman and I don't even consider his age, but that's on me. That's probably pretty dumb cuz it just kind of looks like he's not the same guy. So you have to, at some point, start preparing for the end of the LeBron era. And are you just going to sit around for the next two-plus years 
while LeBron just gets older and older? So this is that's why I, I proposed the question. I, I, the only reason why I bring it up because I think if you go out, you trade Anthony Davis. And George, you're right. I don't know what the market is. I really don't. And and maybe it's a ton of draft capital, like you're talking about, and um, and players as well that you think you could compete with. Braun is not the same Braun from a couple years ago. And and I know we only have a nine game sample size to look at it, but Scott, you are right. He's not. He doesn't look the same. And maybe something is bothering him. I know he had some kind of a stomach virus before, or at least for a couple of games. I know he's got his, his issue with his foot, but I, I also don't feel comfortable saying if you if you trade Anthony Davis and think you're going to get back a haul to where you're still competing, that sounds surprising to me, that they would still think that they could compete with LeBron in his 20th-plus season for a couple more years. I, I, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of question marks that go there, but there's a lot of question marks that go with this roster as well, so I get it both ways. I think that uh, the Lakers organizationally have to really look in the mirror and think to themselves, are we going to win another title with LeBron as the centerpiece of our team? Or is LeBron now a piece of somebody else's team where he can win versus being a guy who's supposed to carry an entire team? Because frankly, at least through the first you know seven games or whatever it is, uh, nine games, LeBron no longer looks like he can carry a team. And again, from my perspective, that's on me. Well, uh, listen, I thought here's he what I would say. Here, here's what I would say. I don't think that it's that he can't carry a team. I just don't think he can carry a team that has this many holes at 37 going on 38 in six weeks. Would he be better off on a team where he's a piece of the pie rather than the main no, piece if, of the pie? If, he, if he's one of the top three players on a, on a team with two other players that are all-star caliber players with actual role players that fit and 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 are legitimately in their primes, then yeah. Like, if you've got championship aspirations, I think you could put LeBron James on a number of teams that that you could win a championship with. Like, a number of them. I, I'm, I'm, honestly, anything in... Uh, I'm looking at the Eastern Conference. Like, there's probably at least six or seven, maybe eight teams that I would put him on. That I'd say, oh, that team has a. Depending on what they'd have to give up, that they may have a chance to win a championship. Same in the West, probably like six or seven as well, maybe more. But my point is, what are you giving up to get him in that scenario? Uh, What are you replacing him with? Because you're not just we're not you're not moving LeBron James. So I I don't. We shouldn't really get into it. But to answer your question, because it's not going to happen, is my point. So let's deal in some semblance of reality, whereas Anthony Davis potentially being moved at least is more plausible to me than, than LeBron James at this stage. So, well, I, I, think, I think also, too, and Cap, to play off something that you just said, it, it's AD was supposed to be the guy, like George, you're explaining, hey, if you got three guys that are all-star caliber, and Braun, we know how Braun plays basketball. Braun doesn't have to be... Braun can dish out 10 dimes a game and be completely happy. Braun yep. can get you 25 points, and he could do it by taking 12 or 14 shots if it's the right shots. I know that's not been happening lately. The problem with the team right now, it's not like you don't have that, that picture that you're, um, that picture that you have in mind is the right picture. The problem is this roster, it, it's nowhere near that picture. Russ you're not really sure what you're going to get night to night. He's been better off the bench, but it's not like Russ, you feel like, okay, hey, that's going to be the savior. Anthony Davis is an inconsistent. He's a really good basketball player. He's not a superstar. He, there, there are times you see the stats, but you don't feel his presence in a 48-minute game. And 
that's not going to complement LeBron James at this stage of his career. You know, everybody thought AD would start taking over things. That's just I, yeah. I don't I don't think that's ever going to change. I and, unless I'm wrong here, but yeah. two years ago I thought it was going to happen. It still hasn't. All right, Slee on the spot every nice, game Slee. day. Nice. That uh, that's great. Five forty-five. Slee will be listening. Take care, brother. All right, guys. Thank you, man. All right, you got it. All right. Uh, Big deal or no deal more in this AD stuff because there's actually some stuff out there that makes some sense. We'll get to it next.